your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hey folks, Franco Vega here, back with you with Right Way Podcast, where you guys know our theme is 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way. We have an awesome guest in the building. This young lady goes by the name of Maya. Uh, we're excited about Maya for many reasons, but first and foremost, because she's our new program manager. So Maya is going to be in charge of a lot of things as we expand our services throughout LA County and the United States. Now, so without further ado, let's hear from Maya. Maya, welcome. Hi. So how are you doing today, Maya? You know, I'm pretty good. Congra- it's a Monday, but Con- you know, it's great. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, we've been uh, missing you for a long time. Uh, we've been looking for this position really for about over a year. And, oh, wow. uh, and we'll talk about how we met, how we know each other. But so let's talk about Maya. Who is Maya? Well, first of all, I'm really happy to be here. Um, I'm Maya. I grew up in the South LA area mm-hmm. my whole life. Um, I understand that we have very unforgiving streets. Mm-hmm. I have been blessed enough to be pretty sheltered from those. Okay. Um, but this community has given me so much. And so there was never a doubt in my mind that I would want to leave the community. I've always wanted to work in it. I started off in nonprofit when I was 16 years old. Okay. I was working for the West Angeles Community Development Corporation. West Angeles Church. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. And I started there right at the downturn of the economy. So when the recession was happening and I got to learn firsthand what foreclosure truly meant. Like I didn't have an understanding of that and how many people were displaced um, when we went into a recession. And so once again, from living a pretty sheltered life mm-hmm. to see people coming in and begging for help. Um, Whoa. I crying, knew that this, that. yeah. Um, People having to consolidate their families into very small spaces Uh and things of that nature. And um, it was really eye opening to me Mm -hmm. once again. Um, And this was probably predominantly African-American folks. mm -hmm. (sighs) Wow. So here, let me ask this first question. And you probably don't know the answers because you're 16, but educate me. Was these the victims of that uh, mortgage fraud and all that balloon mortgage and all that crazy deals, giving out those instant easy loans, mortgages and stuff. So like that. I don't know for sure. Uh-huh. I just know that when the recession hit and there was a lot of foreclosures, uh-huh. I was there that summer okay, gotcha, and then gotcha. the subsequent summer. And I was just like, wow. what is happening? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have a, a, a unique education. Let's tell our audience, uh, what did you go to school for? And I don't understand how this awesome, bright young lady is with the right way foundation, but we're blessed. No, uh, <laughs> it's all let me here. So, okay, it, okay. you know, um, so I went to Texas Christian university and I got my bachelor's. Well, I got two. So I got one in psychology and one in film, television, digital media. Okay. Um, I went, I worked in entertainment and that was an interesting time. (laughs) Um, It led me then to go to law school (laughs) and I did that. I graduated from law school, from Loyola Law School, Los Angeles, which is affiliated with LMU Mm -hmm. in 2017. And I was admitted to practice law in 2018. Wow. 
Yeah. So, so we're in 2018, we're in 2022. So four years into law school and now you made the it's, switch and now you're working with the community based organization. So that happened a little. OK, so I worked at a a larger law firm. I realized that that necessarily wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I quickly transitioned out of it. As quick as possible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Any regrets on going to law school, or like, why wow, I went to law school? I got a. So my only regret is how much it cost me, because um, I'm in a whole lot of debt. Right. But okay. I don't regret my education whatsoever. Awesome. Um, it taught me how to think in mm-hmm. a certain way, mm-hmm. and I am grateful for that. Okay. But yeah, when I look at how much I owe because of it, I'm okay. like, oh well, maybe. <laughs> well, no, I briefed you about. I forgot the correct title, but when you go work for a nonprofit for ten years, you can get your loan forgiven so I'll make sure you get all that paperwork uh, Perfect. you know uh, so. because that's for all you other folks listeners out there you go spend a lot of money on your education go work for a nonprofit, and some of that debt can get forgiven after a certain amount of years through the government and it's a guarantee so look into that okay so wow uh, went to law school became an attorney uh, realized you didn't want to be an attorney or you want to be work with law firms and you start working in the nonprofit world again after uh, West Kansas CDC so what did you do after that when you left the law firm where'd you go so for a little while because it was during uh the pandemic i was doing some property management Mm -hmm. um and then i got a call Mm -hmm. in from nancy who was looking for someone to help her with the new nonprofit that had just started up Mm -hmm. and i knew nancy from my time at west angeles community development corporation okay so uh nancy is one of our great partners and what is the organization she created um it is called Faith Foster Family Networks, known as 3FN. It's 3FN. a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct, correct. And what do they do at 3FN? They help um, individuals who have been impacted by the child welfare system. Mm-hmm. So that was my first introduction to okay. foster care. There was okay. a lot of things I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things I didn't know was Foster care is not supposed to be permanent. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be temporary. We're supposed to either try to unite a family or find you a new family. I had no idea that that was the goal of foster yeah. care. Correct. Yeah, because uh, 47% of families, I believe, uh, uh, get reunified. So that means 53% will stay in the system. So it becomes, they become lifers, you know, and that's sad because you know, the data. And if our audience don't know the data, I will give you the data right here. You know, 50% of youth will become homeless when they emancipate 50% of youth won't graduate from high school. Uh, and so, uh, it's a lot of problems when you stay your whole childhood, uh, to early adulthood in the foster care system, right. you know, and then plus on top of that, deal with the traumas, you know, that come along with it. So you was working with three FM and uh, you was working on a mutual project that we have a partnership. Uh, explain that project. So we were working on Operation Guide, which pairs mentors from the faith based community because three FN is through it's a collaborative of faith based organizations, whether it be a congregation or another nonprofit. So we we're pairing mentors from those from that area mm-hmm. with mentees here at Rightway, specifically transition age youth. Correct, correct, correct. And from your experience, how'd you like that project? I know we're in our second year. Mm-hmm. It's still our pilot phase. What was the good, the plus and the minus, if there was a minus? I think it has the potential to be a great program. I actually think it is a great program as is, mm-hmm. but I know there are struggles between, um, on both sides. Correct. So having 
faith-based mentors Mm -hmm. comes with its own set of struggles Mm -hmm. um, with youth who may not be um, part of the church community. Correct. And so I think that that can create some tension sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that both come in with a open mind and do their best to have a meeting of the minds. Correct. 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 Well, I get to sit in and monitor this uh, since it started and I love it. Uh, It it has the potential to be something great. It's a game changer. Uh, I like the, the, some of the, the not so good stories, meaning uh, sometimes our church members don't understand this young population, you know, and trust me, it took a long time for me uh, to understand this population. It's just a different population, not worse, not better. It's just different. You know, this generation grew up in a pandemic. This generation grew up with technology. You know, I, I, I had a beeper, you know, so that's totally different. You know, we didn't have the Internet. You know, our TV channels had two or three on TV. You only had like two movie channels. You know, now you got hundreds. So it's just a different generation. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I really enjoy how uh, we have our little ups and downs uh, getting the relationship going. But all in all, it's awesome because the church members are there. They're not giving up on our youth. And then we're really teaching our youth of how important it is to have a mentor. And they're seeing it now. You know, we're about to run roll out our next cohort with our new group. Um, and it's just awesome. Uh, you know, so you've been through two of our workshops called Operation Emancipation. You saw one in Long Beach and then you saw our group home kids uh, come here during the week. Could you tell the difference or what was your uh, what's your outlook on those two populations? One was for the minors and one was for the young adults. So I I think that that was the biggest thing is the age difference. Mm -hmm. So in Operation Emancipation, they have chosen to come here. I mean, both groups choose to come, but it's kind of like I need help to find a job. And, you know, there's a seriousness to it that is like real life is happening to Mm -hmm. me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's that whole adulting aspect that I find in Project Emancipation. I mean, in Operation Emancipation uh-huh. versus the group home um, youth. I mean, you're still a teenager. You're okay. still trying to you're you're not quite there having to adult. I mean, I'm sure because you're in a group home, you've had to grow up faster than probably a lot of people. Your contemporaries who are not in a group home. Correct, so, correct, correct. Um, I mean, both were such great groups. I, I'm, I'm in awe of one of some of the things that they've been through Mm -hmm. and how resilient Mm -hmm. both groups are. Um, I was older than everyone in both, both programs Mm -hmm. and they have been through way more than I like 15 year olds have been through way more than I've been through. And I'm twice their age. Correct. Correct. Wow. Uh, It's a good observation. You know? Um, Yeah. Our group home kids. I love them. Very entertaining. Uh, You know, it's real life. The way I, I say it, and it's, it probably sounds a little bit cold, but foster kids has had their childhood erased or yeah. snatched away. And people just don't understand. That's an important part of life is your childhood, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad you can see that, you know. Um, and we want to thank you. So uh, before we wrap it up, what do you see your future? What role would you play here at the right way? What are you excited to see for your growth and development as a program manager at the right way foundation? So I hope to have my hands in all the programs. I would love to be able to interact with both sides, um, especially in our mentor mentee situations. Um, But really just implementing 
I guess from my background, some mm-hmm. of the things that I can help with. So I know that a lot of um, the youth want to go to college. I can help with that. Correct. If there's anything that mm-hmm. I can help with, it's education because I was there for forever. Uh-huh. Um, so whether it is coming up with your personal statement um, for your common app or whatever applications you have to do, I am very much understand that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, I can help get you through school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... I'm ready to be here and just learn. Cause like I said, I had a, I didn't understand the foster care demographic and I've learned so much in a short period of time and I can want to continue that. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. Uh, We know you'll grow. And as we expand our wings and our services in different counties of, of this state, um, you'll be there with us. Uh, So to my audience, I want you guys all to welcome Maya. Please check in with her, Uh, go to our website, uh, check her out. Um, And I want you guys to tune in next week. We'll have another awesome guest to talk about their experiences in or out of the foster care system. I want to say peace. God bless. Thank you. tuning into the right way podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the rightwayfoundation.org